Hi, this is Stuart Hardy. I'm so excited to share episode number 67 of the All In Sports Outreach podcast with you today. You're going to hear from Coach Bobby Leidner. He's currently the defensive line coach and also assistant baseball coach at Highland Park High School here in the Dallas area. He's married to Melissa, who is also an educator in the Highland Park schools. They have two sons, but most of all, he is just an incredible man of God, high character, passionate about his faith and making Jesus known and pointing others to Jesus. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Bobby. Sure. Glad to. You bet. So I always like to start these off with background information. So if you could start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, a little bit about your family growing up and your family today. Yeah, um, I grew up in South South Texas, down the Rio Grande Valley. Um, I'm from Mission, um, and it's two miles from Mexico on the border. And uh, grew up there, <clears throat> played football, football and baseball, um, in at Mission High School. My uh, my family is I'm the oldest of of three three boys. And my parents were awesome, and I was really God blessed me with two amazing parents that were that took us to church, that invested in our lives. We hunted, we fished, we played sports, we did like they like Dad just did everything with us, and and so God blessed me in that in that aspect. Um, grew up going to church, and. Uh, you know, it was a great experience. Grew up with a bunch of a bunch of friends. I, we had a really good close friend group that was um, that went. You know, grew up in the church. That mm-hmm. went to elementary school together. Went to junior high together. Went to high school together. We're still best buddies. I saw one of them yesterday. His son. Oh, wow. They drove up from the woodlands to play a baseball tournament, and so I went and saw him and his son. And so I mean, it was a, a great experience for me growing up. I mean, I had. I was really blessed. Yeah, and you're married now with I am. two boys. I'm married with two boys. Uh, my wife Melissa, she coach uh, teaches in the same district with me, and um, I got two boys. Will is six, Jack is four, and we're today doing our first run at t-ball and and baseball with those guys. So it's a uh, it's a fun fun day we'll see how it goes yeah so you mentioned growing up in the church so mm-hmm. um obviously grew up in a family of faith but at what point did you decide you needed that personal relationship with jesus you know g- growing up in the church we you know we were we were, we were always up there we were up mm-hmm. there sunday morning for sunday school then we went to church then we went to uh uh um Sunday evening service mm-hmm. and then we went to Wednesday service and so we were always up there and then as you grew, grew up in the to junior high and high school we were at the youth group and and just always doing things but but really for me I I think I I, I know when I when my parents and I talk about when, when I truly believed in Christ or asked talked mm-hmm. to them about it was on my birthday when I was either six or seven I was really really young and just really wanted to know about that and and said that I you know believed in Jesus that he died on the cross for my uh-huh. sins and 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 accept asked him into my life but I was six and seven I mean I was really young right went and got uh and I think later got baptized probably a couple years later I would assume um but I think you know it really took 
when, being in the youth group before I really truly mm. truly had a better, bigger picture as to like what that truly meant, like what a relationship with Christ mm-hmm. was, and 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 how that needs to affect my life. And and you know I was six, and so sin was I knew what sin was, but it was kind of a novel. I, I it was right. just kind of like something that I I didn't truly understand and grasp. I don't think, but it it took. Uh, a, uh, a being a part of our youth group and then going on to church camp. We we went to a church camp actually up here in the Metroplex at uh, what was it Zion? No, 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 no. The one in Cedar the Hill. One in Cedar Hill. Yeah, we'd go to church camp there. My kids went there this. Uh, my younger two went there this summer. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, Mount Lebanon. Mount Lebanon. Mount Lebanon. Absolutely. And so we went there, um, and it it was probably early in my youth group time when kind of really truly recommitted myself to like what that actually looked like and tried to I guess do a better job in my walk there. Absolutely. That makes sense. So let's talk some uh, sports before we get back to to faith. So I mentioned the intro that you're currently an assistant football and baseball coach at Highland Park High School. So at what point did you decide to pursue the career in coaching and you know where did that journey begin? Well, both my teach, both my parents are teachers or educators, and um, so when I graduated from high school, um, I knew I was going to go to A and M. I had some opportunities to maybe play at some smaller schools, both football and baseball, but I, my heart was at A and hmm. I knew I was going to go to A and I was going to be in the core at A and M because my dad was was in the core, my uncles were in the core, and I just knew that that's where. God wanted me was to go to AM, be in the core, and kind of follow in his footsteps. It's what I'd always wanted to do. So I went to AM, and uh, initially, both my parents tried to talk me out of teaching. I, I, at the time, I, when I was first going to go in, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to coach. And they tried to talk me out of it because they had been in education and mm-hmm. they knew what kind of what that was about, was all about. And so I went to. Uh, went there initially to be a uh, architect okay and um the architecture school was full but i'd actually just got done working construction that summer and so i said you know what i could go into construction science and it there's that's a there's a pathway to go through construction science to get into architecture Uh so i thought if i needed to i could do that or if i liked construction science then i i could drive around tell people drive a big truck and tell people what to do in building stuff it's like I could I could definitely do that well I I took a semester of construction science classes and quickly changed my major to kinesiology because I knew I was that that's what I was called to do was to mm-hmm. be a coach whether my parents wanted me to or not so or or wanted tried to talk me out of it or not it's not that they didn't want me to they just wanted me to explore other avenues if I needed to so uh, I did go ahead and go um, change my major and knew from then on that I was going to go the co- teaching and coaching route. So talk about your current position at Highland Park, um, a very successful program. Had a couple of your colleagues on already, Stephen Bird, Tristan Weber. One of the you know fun things we've talked about is the success at Highland Park and coaching under a legend like Coach Allen. So talk about, talk about what your role there and, and just – Maybe any pressure associated with coaching at a place like Highland Park with Coach Allen? Yeah, you know, uh, I am. I mean, football, football wise, I'm our our assistant defensive coordinator, um, 
and defensive line coach, so I really, really just coach our D line and kind of help coordinate some of the, some of the plan as far as what we're doing week mm-hmm. to week. Um, and then in baseball, I, I'm our varsity assistant baseball coach, and um, I spe- specific, you know, specifically work with our pitchers and catchers. But um, you know, Highland Park is a, is a great place, and I know Stephen and Tristan have probably mentioned that to you. Just how awesome of a of a place it is to be and to coach at. This is my tenth year there, um, and I love it. And as as long as God wants me to be there, that's where I'll be. I do have aspirations to be, you know, head head baseball coach down the road at some point, or and um, potentially. A defense, uh, a coordinator in football, um, but you know Highland Park is is where I'm supposed to be, and then I know that, and um, <clears throat> I enjoy that. Like I, I really love being there, and 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 part of it's because I get to work with guys like Stephen and Tristan, and work for a guy like Coach Allen. You know, we have a um, uh, coaches outreach Bible study that we meet on Wednesday mornings, and it's for coaches and. and we, when so I initially started coaching in DeSoto, and I had it there too. We we did it, but at Holland Park, it's it's I mean it's amazing just being able to meet with guys. And I think I really feel like that's a reason that we've had some success. Is like there's the guys that I'm working with are solid, godly Christian men that truly care about our kids. And I'm not saying that that's not elsewhere, but I think what we have in Holland Park is is unique because there's so many of us, and I think it's really, really cool, and it's a really cool place to be, um, and it starts at the top. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we were talking before we started recording, you know, we were talking about how you being there 10 years, what struck me was talking to Steve and Tristan, now you, is the longevity of the staff because... Not that I know a lot about coaching staffs here in Texas, but it seems like at the especially at the assistant level, the turnover is high. Even successful programs. You know, even guys that love each other, there's a lot of turnover. So to talk to guys that have been there ten, thirteen, eight, nine years is rare. So obviously there there is a some type of culture and, and, and God continues to, to show favor um, over you guys. So in your 10 years there, is there an athlete or two, whether baseball or football, um, from an athletic standpoint that just really stands out that you go, man, that guy really has it? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in football, a couple years ago, I had uh, a nose a nose guard named Turner Cox who's playing at SMU right now. He's playing outside linebacker. And he was a kid that, as a freshman, he was on the B team as a center. And then um, as a sophomore, he wanted to play defensive end, um, which I was all for because he was a, he was he's smart and he's he had gotten a little bit bigger. Um, and then his sophomore year, after a couple of weeks, I moved him to nose, and he was a kid that's like, Coach, why do you want me to be a, to move to nose? He kind of questioned it for a second, and I said, because I think you can be really good there. And he um, started as a junior for us and then he was kind of the anchor in our first state championship uh he was the no he was ended up being the defensive mvp had the sack at the end of the game to basically seal the deal uh it was a safety 
um, to seal the, the game against Temple that year, and he was a stud and went on to SMU. He's doing great things. And then I got another kid right now uh, named Prince Dorba, who's mm. probably the purest, uh, best athlete I've I've coached since uh, I was at DeSoto and coached guys like Vaughn Miller and Cyrus Gray. Um, that were that went on to play in the NFL, and I think Prince has that potential if he'll really work at it, and I think he is, and he's doing a really good job with that. He was our defensive MVP this last year in the state championship game, and so football-wise, those are two kids that really come to mind as far as just being head and shoulders above, mm-hmm. um, above the guys around them. Not the same that those guys around them aren't good because we've had some really 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 good football players uh and i've had some really 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 good defensive linemen Mm -hmm. that uh just really i've uh, grown to build relationships with um but they've been really good football players Mm -hmm. at the same time and then in the on the baseball side of things we've had several go on and play collegiately that have that have been talent um you know, we had since I've been on the uh, on uh, the varsity assistant. Um, we've had kids go play at um, Baylor and um, Richmond. Kid that been has been drafted um, to pitch. His name's Lane Looney. Kid who went to Baylor was John Skidmore, and he actually transferred to DBU. Um, we've had um, and even before then kids playing at rice and we've had lots a lot of really good baseball talent mm-hmm. come through oklahoma state lots of lots of guys what about an athlete that on the spiritual side you seen maybe god use you in their life i, I think i've well i'll say first off um def, on the defensive line with with football one thing that my wife melissa and i really kind of take pride in and ownership of is is that group of defensive linemen and and we meet with them once a week for d-line dinner hmm. at the very beginning of the year we have them over to our house um and make lasagna for them and we talk about the season and and i do bring up the fact that i'm here to hopefully have an impact in their lives and so then after that we meet every wednesday somewhere around highland park meet for meet for dinner and those that can come come and those that can't they don't and that's okay Uh, but it's an opportunity for us to kind of hang out with them get to know them a little more on a personal scale and then uh and then just see let them see how how i interact with my wife and how i treat my wife and Mm. how i treat my kids and let them and and at the same time they interact with my boys and then after a game like they're on the side on the on the field and Will and Jack are running and playing with Prince or Jack or Jeremy or some of the kids. They they want to know where's Prince at, mm. where's where's Elliot, you know, and some kids like that. And so I've had the opportunity just to pour into those kids that way. Um, and then in turn, like when when somebody gets injured, then have the opportunity to pray for them. And and that's something that that I, I really push myself this year to do a better job of is when a kid was struggling with something like put my arm around him and, and say hey can I pray with you about mm. this and, and had several opportunities the past year or two to do that with with a couple of them um, and so that's kind of the football side of things on baseball I think 
what's been unique, I, I lead our FCA, and um, I've had several baseball players that have been officers, and um, and so I've gotten to work really closely with them mm. in that aspect and be able to, you know, mentor them and lead them and um, watch them grow throughout throughout a year. Um, you know, one that comes to mind is his name is Jake Howell. We he and I. Um, since he graduated, I've, he went to the University of Missouri, and my wife and I, in the summers, we actually do um, baseball tour trips where mm-hmm. we try and visit all the baseball stadiums. And so we went to the Cardinals, and I texted Jake and said, hey, we're going to be at the Cardinals Rangers series. He's like, we are too. And so met up with them and talked with them, and his brother was there as well, which was part of our team, and also an officer the next year uh, as an FCA officer. His brother's name is Grant. But we, anytime Jake comes back in town, he's texting me and we're meeting for lunch. And, and so awesome. it's a chance to just really pour into, pour into him. He's Now he's engaged and fixing to step into the next chapter in his life. And we're going to be trying to, it's, trying to make it his wedding because it's right in the middle of football season. But I'm just, you know, it's That's one of those awesome. deals where you're going to, like, I don't want to miss an opportunity to be able to have an impact on a, on a kid like that. And that's what what we're doing and that's why why we're doing it mm-hmm. that's awesome so what would you say so far in your career is like a greatest memory or accomplishment uh you know i mean three state championships is is pretty it's pretty impressive it's and hard it's, to beat that, it's hard man. to beat it, it it really is um and and the first the first one was was amazing because some guys could go their whole life and never never have that opportunity and then now for us to have won three in a row that's that's really special um this last one was really good because i felt like you know you maybe have a little more in, input on it mm-hmm. and impact in it and, and the first and the third one i feel like our defense really set the tone for mm-hmm. that uh the, the second one was the manville game which i think everybody saw yeah and talked about being the best high school football game of all time well not if you're a defensive coach i was gonna say probably when, not from your perspective it's 53 but... to 49 and there's you know almost 100 points scored that's that's a uh uh that's not a good thing on a de- as a defensive coach but it was it is st- still still special i mean for somebody to win a state championship that's a special opportunity for us and i don't know that i know there's guys out there that never get that chance and mm-hmm. so that that does mean a lot that god chose to bless me with that and and and, and do that so that's like kind of on a big scale uh, uh, an accomplishment but you know i think just on a kind of a smaller scale for me personally it's the relationships that i make make with these guys and the the opportunity i have to just talk to them and i try and text them on their birthdays and and hey just thinking about you and 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 being able to get emails back or texts back from kids saying hey thanks coach mm-hmm. like re- what you did really meant a lot and i think that's and at the end of the seasons the notes i get from their parents are mm. mean mean a lot a, a whole lot to me and and you know it's that's it's special just to have that impact on somebody yeah so kind of flip it a little bit what about a greatest challenge or disappointment well, yeah, I mentioned I, I coached in DeSoto, and so I actually co- when I graduated from A and M, I coached in DeSoto for six years, and um, three years were at a middle school, and then three years at the high school. 
<clears throat> and I've, I've mentioned this to a couple guys. I think that one of my one of my great, biggest regrets, and I think it was part partly because I was young in the coaching deal, was just the fact that I was not intentional, hmm. as intentional with my faith as I would have liked to have been when I was at Desoto. And I, I, I regret that. That's one. That's a challenge or something that that I just. I wished I had done a better job of when I was there, and had an impact on on those kids. And I feel, and I and one of them, uh, he's now an offensive coordinator in North Crowley. He he leads FCA. Um, his name is is Terrence Orr, and he, and I, t- I actually told him that I met him at an FCA deal, and I was like, man, I just I feel like I didn't do you guys the the service that I needed to. I should have poured more into you and been more intentional with my faith with you. And he's like, coach, you did a great job. And, and he reassured me that I did, a, that I did a good job, but I still know like where I was at that time in my life. Right. And the fact that I, that I, I feel like maybe I, I didn't. Um, but, uh, so I would say that's been a, a big thing. And I, I think a challenge for me is, um, and yeah, and to, to be honest, even early in my Highland Park career, I would say probably say the same. Like early on, I'm still trying to figure out Highland Park, and, right? And how how that's going to work. And you know, Coach Allen has really done a good job of giving giving us the free, giving me the freedom to kind of do that and be able to do that with FCA. And so I actually have an extra um, avenue, I guess I could say that to to have be able to have that impact on the kids. Yeah. This next question talks about balance so <laughs> we're sitting here actually in my car recording this because you're in between t-ball games with your two boys so um how do you balance the demands of your career being not just an assistant football coach but also assistant baseball coach with also being a husband and a dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just chuckle as i ask that because of this is the first one i've ever recorded sitting in a car yeah the circumstances that surround this um <laughs> it's not it's not easy, and quite honestly, I probably fail more times than I that I'm successful at it. I think what I what I try and do is, um, you know, football is seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're doing something um, with games being on Thursdays and Fridays, and game plan on Saturday, and game plan on Sunday, and then practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's full, you know. It's all, all week. And it's every day, and then baseball is pretty much six days a week. Um, with now, now we're having little league baseball, and right. so it is going to be seven days a week. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. I love it. I think, you know, first and foremost, the 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 thing that holds it all together is my wife, mm. Melissa. She, uh, as much as as hard as it is, and it's hard on her, and I know that, and I I really truly try and do my very best to when I get home to leave all that to leave football to leave baseball to to try and I try not to bring that stuff with me and come home and be a father and be a husband and help with the dishes or the laundry or put the boys to bed that's one of the things that I try and do is every night I'm at home I want to be the one that puts the boys in bed and pray with them and read them bible stories and right now they're they're in a huge Dude Perfect kick. Oh yeah, they love Dude Perfect, and we watch a Dude Perfect video and before we go to bed, just to, <laughs> just because they want they they love it. They used to be hunting videos, and now it's Dude Perfect. But just spending that time with them, I'm, 
about 10 minutes before bedtime, it may be wrestle time, and mm-hmm. it may, we may be um, doing dude perfect trick shots ourselves or something oh, yeah. like that. I, I just try and when I when I'm at home, I try, I really try and be intentional with that. And then at the same time, that I try and as soon as like we're done with whatever it is at school, I gotta get home because I, mm. I I wanna I wanna be able to have dinner with my family if I can. I mm-hmm. wanna be able to um, play to and then to be able to hang out with my wife and us just be able to relax. And when I and if I know we have. Um, I have a free night that I'm calling my parents or her parents. Hey, can you watch the boys so we can at least just go out and have a dinner, yeah. have a date night, something like that. So it's just, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard, but I think it's just something you have to do and put a priority on and, um, and to really be intentional with, um, I mentioned that I go to, that we do a coaches outreach Bible study. Well, in the summers, we try and do, uh, my wife and I try and do the coaches outreach um, marriage retreat yep. also. So um, this year, in fact, we are, we're going, we're paying for another couple uh, to go because they're, he's one of my really good friends that left. They just got married. They were new, newly married. And so we want them to go and be able to experience that. He coaches up in, up in Frisco. There's... Um, I think two or three other couples from Highland Park that are going to go. So there's going to be a good group of us that go this summer to Granbury for Coach's Outreach Retreat. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's just a great opportunity for us to kind of get away from everything else and just spend time with each other as husband and wife and and with, more importantly, with our relationship with Christ. That's awesome. That is good. This next question has to do with the role of sports and culture. Um, it's no secret that culture is divided, and sports is one way—not just the United States, but around the world, frankly—that you know can tear down the walls of racial division, political beliefs, religious beliefs, socioeconomic status. So, your role—you know—whether it's been playing or coaching, how have you seen that that come into play? Uh, you know, I think play, playing wise for me. I grew up as as the minority. Hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a white man, but grew up in South Texas where there's a 98 percent Hispanic population, and I was the minority. Um, and just the fact that when you are on the field, whether it's in football or baseball, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the person that is in the huddle with you believes or. Um, looks like or whatever you're all working for one common purpose and one common goal um, I think that's what's really cool and unique and then my time at DeSoto I was I was a minority mm-hmm. at DeSoto as a coach um, and but it's, it didn't matter like it was all it's it is again all for one common purpose and goal and I think that that's what sports do is it makes everybody equal you know as far as that goes um and puts everybody together on the same team. And I think that's, you know, a great analogy for the way we should be with, with Christ and in, in life that, you know, you are, you should, we're all equal. We're all the same. And in, in God's eyes, it doesn't matter what, what color you are. We all have red blood and, and we all, he wants, wants all of us. Mm. Um, and so I think, and that's we all should all be working towards that same thing and that same goal. 
Um, and that's to you know know him and have a relationship with him and to bring others to come to know him, regardless of gender, race, um, ethnicity, belief, does not matter. We should all be focused on that one goal, and that is Christ. That's good. That's, that's, that's a great way to say it because, I mean, sports does kind of give us, give us that picture. So you kind of alluded to um, when I was asking about your greatest challenge about one of your regrets was not being as intentional. So this next question has to do with offering advice and encouragement. So a lot of our listeners are coaches like yourself or student athletes. And so what would you say to that coach that is a believer but doesn't is struggling with being bold and using that platform and in using your words, not not being intentional with with that. So how would you encourage them to be more intentional, be bold with their faith? Yeah. I, so for me, what you know, I mentioned that we do our D line dinners, and at the very beginning of the year, um, when we have the first one at our house with lasagna, one thing that that I do is I just ask the kids, "Hey, can I? Are y'all all right if I just pray for us mm. for, for our season this year?" And, and so I do. And, um, if I ever felt like maybe that that was going to be like an issue with a kid or a kid maybe had a problem with it and they maybe mentioned it to me or something, like I would still be intentional with the fact that I want them to see me praying with my family, with my wife and kids. When we go to D-line dinner at a restaurant, you know, we're going to, Melissa, Will and I, and Jack and I are going to pray. And and they and I want them to see that and, and to know that <clears throat> one thing that that I that I do that I think is really uh, really neat. So every every Friday for a football game, I'll meet with uh, or we have our meeting, but um, I give them a tip sheet and I put it on their locker. And so on the tip sheet, it'll have you know HPD line versus whoever our opponent right. is, and then all the different tips for the week as far as things to look for, things to remember, you know, what we need to do to be successful. But then I always will put a, a verse on hmm. there and just and, and put that at the bottom, um, and I hope they read it. Um, I try and make it specific to kind of what we're going through through mm-hmm. that, that, that time. Um, I think – uh, one thing that Coach Allen does with us is we have coach talks where on Thursdays after practice a coach will speak. And so it's been tradition for us the past three years actually that I speak at the very first playoff game for before the very first playoff game and then I speak before the state championship game. Mm. And I try and speak on things like uh, and, and include scripture in that. Um you know, and it may be about so about family or legacy, um, about you know, I, I talk about you being united, um, and and so I, I'll always try and find scripture and just kind of put that in as I can, um, and that's in front of the whole team in, in that in that aspect. So uh, just being being looking for ways you can do that. Um, whether it's in your group or in your team, if you have those opportunities to uh, to include some of those those little nuggets in there, I, I I think what I mentioned earlier, I had the opportunity this year to really pray for a couple kids, you know, who've been injured, and just kind of go put your arm around them and say, hey, can I pray with you mm-hmm. right now? Even in game, I 
during one of our JV games, a kid who had been hurt all year finally got to play, got hurt again. Like that's that mm. game, that first game back, and he was torn up by it. And so, like, even just in games, like, hey man, can I can I pray for you right quick? And he and he's like, yeah, yes, coach. And so, just being intentional with that and like looking for opportunities um, to do that, I think is is big. If you know a kid that's struggling with something. So you, I struggled personally with saying, "Hey, can I? Can I, I'll pray for you with that," and then not doing and not following through. I said, Let, "I will be praying for you with that," and then I wouldn't do that. And that was something that I really looked mm-hmm. at. I want to want to be intentional with. And so instead of saying, "Hey, I'll pray with you with that," say, "I put my arm around and say, can I pray with you with for this right now?'" Yeah. And, I think and, it's easy. We all say, "I'm yeah, praying for yeah, you." Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. And then and then I forget about it or. You know, I don't have the intentions to be to, right. to forget, and I don't have the intentions to not do it. But I, if if I'll say, "Hey, can I pray with you for this right here and right now?" Then I, then I've remembered to do it first, yeah. and then it, and then it does mean something special to those kids. That's good. I like the idea too that what you said the the game day tip. She just put a verse on that yeah. because, like you said, you never know if a kid's going through a bad day and they save those. They go back and start reading those verses. Yep, and they read um, it and they see it and. God can use use that in a big way. Speaking of Bible verses, a lot of people when they grow up, they have a, a life verse or favorite verse. So I was going to ask if you had a verse you'd share to encourage us, or maybe one that God has shown you just recently in your life that would encourage us. Yeah, so I've been um, I, I I read Proverbs a lot, mm-hmm. um, and and I really I really like them. I like that book. I think you know you can always go to Proverbs for advice. Mm-hmm. You know, God, God, Solomon was a wise, wise man. And he had, he had lots of good insight with that. And so I, that's one thing that I read every day is, a, is a pro is the Proverbs. Um, and it's easy to do for those that don't know you can read a chat. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs yeah. and there's 31 days in a lot of the months. Yeah. And so you could read a, a chapter that corresponds with the date and, so if you don't know that tip, that's something that I didn't know for a long time and found that out. And I, I, I committed myself to read a chapter a day. And so I'm, I've been going through that. And so I love the Proverbs. Um, there's, there's, I think, two that, that, that I apply to my life and um, are two parts. So the first is Proverbs in 16, Proverbs 16. Um, and it's Proverbs sixteen three. This mm-hmm. is this is the one that I feel like, or sixteen three, and um, oh, let's see. And why you and find I'll, that? Yeah. I, I know. I mean that that tip. I learned that too, probably eight or ten years ago. And I don't know. I wish I'd have learned that when I was a teenager. But yeah, that proverb a day is it's life changing. Yeah, it, it really is. Oh, there it is. Um, uh, it's Proverbs sixteen three and sixteen nine, and and I really do. I wish I'd have learned this when I was a teen, a teenage, the same mm-hmm. way. Because you know, wisdom. Where, where where do we get wisdom? We get it from the Lord. That's right. And Proverbs talks about that all the way through. And um, and so like if you're spending time in that, um, I actually a couple. Um, a couple weeks ago, Kent Stainback is the guy who leads our coaches outreach study, Bible study. And he mentioned, he, he said that his 
I guess it was maybe his dad was struggling in life in his in with with um, with something with something with his business or something like that, and they would um, he started really studying the proverbs and had a a reference to that uh, a reference book for the proverbs and that really helped him out um, and kind of changed his life in his path and so I. I really feel like that's something that helps. But for me, the verses are Proverbs 16.3 and 16.9. Um, and that it, So 16.3 says, Commit your work to the Lord and mm. your plans will be established. And then 16.9 says, The heart of a man plans his way, but the mm. Lord establishes his steps. And so like for me as a, as a coach, and, the co- and coaching is so... I worked with a guy at DeSoto who had been thir- 13 places in 12 years. And, and there's so many different ways that people and places people can go. And it's such a, I don't know what the word is, like people get up and move. And oh, we yeah. talked about that earlier about how we've been at Highland Park for so long because of that culture and the, and, and the, way, the way that that things work at Highland Park, I think it play a big part of that. But I also mentioned that my goals are to be a head, head baseball coach mm-hmm. at some point or to, to, to have my own team. And I always just have to keep coming back to just commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Just sure. do everything you can for Christ and and put him first and everything else will, will come into play. And the same thing with the, the, so the heart of a man plans his way. My desires plan my way, but God's going to determine how I get there. You know, the Lord is going to establish my steps. And so he may establish the fact that I may never do that. And that's okay. Like, I've got to be okay with that because his way is always better. And that's something that I've had to learn um, in my life, that God, God's way is always better no matter what my goals are or what, my, what I envision the future to look like. Whatever he has planned, like if you'd asked me when I was in high school what my life was going to look like, it would, it would be completely different from what it is right that's now. That's right. But what it is right now is infinitely times better than whatever anything I could ever oh, imagine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because because. Because it's ordained by God, um, so that so those are that's the proverbs that I apply in my life. And then, as far as my coaching goes, I do have another proverb. It's Proverbs twenty one thirty one, and and so I got this from a guy. His name is Ben Pollard. Ben Pollard is our FCA rep at, mm-hmm. at um, uh, for the, kind of our the Dallas area, and he used to be a strength coach collegiate strength coach mm-hmm. at lots of different places um and alabama lots of different places and he let he showed me this verse and i i was like golly that is awesome because it says the horse is made ready for the day of battle but the victory belongs to the lord and so i look at like our athletes that i'm training as the horse you know we're we're trying to put get, make them ready for the day day of battle but whatever happens is up to God, mm-hmm. and God, whether we're successful or or not, um, it it doesn't matter. God God is going to control that part of it. So we all we can do is just put them in the best situation to be successful. Um, but if 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 God wants us to be victorious, He will. And if He doesn't, you know what? That's okay. That's right. I like that. That's good. I like the way you broke them down too. The first one I've asked is a coach that gave like a personal one and a coach, and that's good to have that, you know, a verse for both aspects, if you will. So the last question has to do with being all in. I mean, I think Jesus is very clear that if you're going to follow Him, 
It's not about us. We've got to deny ourselves and, and fully follow Him. So what does that look like for you, Bobby, in your daily walk to be all in with Christ? Well, I think when you're all in for something, for anything on a team, you're, like, that's, you're selling out fully to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what you have to do with Christ. Um, do I do that every day? No. <laughs> I am imperfect. <laughs> and I... I uh, I didn't say amen because I'm agreeing with you, but you. I'm talking about for myself. I know. I I wish. I wish I could say that I go to work every day and I am all in every single day. Right. Um, but but I can tell you that I that I don't. I'm a sinner. I I fail. Um. But I but I definitely try uh, to do what I can there. I I I think it's important that you have a Bible study. I think it's important that you are studying something and you're spending time in the word because ultimately it's a relationship with Christ. It's not just knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship with him. And so you, the way you do that is by reading his word and reading what he says uh, and talking to him mm-hmm. through prayer. Um, so I, I, uh, like I mentioned the pro I read a Proverbs a day. Um, a, I also, uh, the another thing that I'll read Ben Pollard that the uh, FCA RFCA guy challenged the group of officers this year to uh, just over the summer to read Ephesians 6 mm-hmm. uh, 10 through 20 and that's about the armor of God right and so I kind of just on my own carry that over and I read that every day too just just to always be putting that in my mind um, and to be thinking about that uh, I'll also do our coaches outreach Bible study, and then my wife and I have started we, through our church. We go to Christ Church in Irving. Um, we're kind of challenged with a uh, there's a devotional, uh, a, a marriage devotional that actually walks through Proverbs um, as well, and so it's just more specific to to marriage. It's not it's not a a proverb a day. Like, right. like I do, but it's more specific about a specific proverb um, each time. And so we go through that and talk or go over that and just try. And try that's part of our time to relax at, at night as well, just to, and then to just spend time together and try and do that as often as we can. And that's, that's awesome. A way to hopefully be a, be, a, a leader um, in the, as, the, as the head of the family. That's good. Well, I know, I mean, we've already talked about your, your busy schedule, so I, I know finding the time for us to do this has not been the easiest task on my end or yours, so I appreciate you setting, setting aside some time to do this. Even Absolutely. If sitting in a running car with air-conditioned <laughs> iPad recording this, I appreciate it. That's great. I, I, first time for me to do it as well, so I'm uh, new to it, so it, it's normal for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thanks again to Coach Leidner for taking time to – share his story, share his passion with us. And as we noted in the recording, this was recorded actually in my car in between coaching his two sons in T-ball. So just an example of the the man that Coach Leidner is. So just very grateful that God allowed us to connect recently and, and, and share his story with you. Just a few takeaways from my notes that just really stood out to me is just Admitting early on in his coaching career of not being as intentional with his position and his time and now what that looks like. Um, Hosting the defensive line at their house 
to start the year, having weekly dinners with them, including his wife and kids in that, so he can model a godly marriage to these young men. So not just teaching them football, but what does it mean to be a man? And what does it look like to have a godly marriage and be a godly dad? Um, Praying with his position group. Uh, game day, he gives each guy's a tip sheet. He qu- he puts a Bible verse on that. Just just small ways to to encourage student athletes in their walk by using coaching as a ministry. And just um, two of my favorite verses he shared come from Proverbs sixteen three: uh, Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Verse nine: The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Just Two of my favorite Proverbs. And, you know, the biggest takeaway um, and encouragement to me and, and reminder was just to stay in the Word. And if you are someone listening that is struggling with that and doesn't know where to start, Coach Leidner reminded us of something that is very simple. There's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So whatever day it is, whatever the date is, read that proverb. Half of the months have 31 days, a proverb a day. So I would encourage you to, to start that. If, if, if you do that now, continue. If you don't, start today. The, the book of Proverbs is full of wisdom, full of truth. So uh, just an encouragement to me and hopefully an encouragement to you as we strive to be all in in our walk with Christ. And how Coach Leidner said it, you know, it's, it's being fully committed and it's seeing every day as a new opportunity. When we wake up every day, it's a new opportunity. So let's, let's go today and view today as that new opportunity. So thank you for listening. I encourage you to share this with a family member or a friend. I also would ask you to go to iTunes. Leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform to continue sharing these stories of sports and faith and sharing the gospel through media. So we thank you for doing that. And as always, we love to hear from you um, through our social media, Facebook, All In Sports Outreach. You can send us a message, but also see opportunities to to pray for us, to serve with us, to give. And our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can find out who we are, why we do what we do. And again, just opportunities to, to pray, serve, and give. We covered your prayers We're very grateful for you listening. We thank you for your constant encouragement. And if you're not a subscriber to this podcast, please, whatever podcasting platform you use, just click the word subscribe. And then you can catch up on the previous episodes and then just automatically receive the new ones. Thank you again. Until next time.